Thank you very much. Good evening, everyone. The Mishnah, in the end of the first parak in Masech Shabbos, quotes a dispute between the Beishamai and the Beishilel. Is it permissible to set up a system on Arab Shabbos where a Malacha begins on Arab Shabbos and continues into Shabbos? For example, uh, you want to water the lawn. So you start the sprinkler system on Arab Shabbos. Watering the lawn is, not, is a malacha on Shabbos. It's a discussion in Igmar exactly what malacha it is, but one is not permitted to water the lawn. But he set up the system on Arab Shabbos and it continues to water the lawn into Shabbos. So we pass on like this, that is permissible. Or for example, to cause uh, wool or cloth to absorb a dye. So tzaveya, to cause something to get uh, dye, to change the color, is a malach on Shabbos. A person is going to put a wool into a vat of dye on Erev Shabbos and it will start to absorb the color on Erev Shabbos and it will continue into Shabbos. He's going to leave it in the vat of dye for, for a couple of days. So Bishamai says it's not permissible and we pass like this that it is permissible. So the, um, in the yeshivas in Europe before the Second World War when they came out with Shabbos clocks um, so there was a big dispute they wrote about this uh, in the Torah journals that were published by the yeshivas in Europe uh, they still say it's permissible to set up a system where the malacha begins on Arab Shabbos and continues into Shabbos but what if you set up a Shabbos clock that the lights go on Shabbos morning is that permissible? the malacha is going to begin in the middle of Shabbos so that was a big dispute, and the majority opinion was that it was permissible, so that was the accepted view. Uh, many years after this dispute, and the majority opinion was accepted that it's permissible to set up such a system, one of the prominent rabbanim in Eretz Yisrael, who was both a big hamachacham, Rabbi Simcha Asaf, he was a member of the Rabbanut, and he was also a professor, he dealt with uh, Jewish history a lot, he published books on Jewish history, uh, he published a manuscript of the Rambam written in Aramaic. We have Swarim by the Rambam written in Arabic and Swarim written in Hebrew. So they found the Ksavyad, Simcha Asaf found the Ksavyad of the Rambam written in Aramaic, a commentary on Masech Shabbos. And the manuscript comes out the beginning of the second parak of Masech Shabbos, but we have his commentary on that Mishnah at the end of the first parak. So the Rambam has a long paragraph on that Mishnah and he repeats three times in the same paragraph the opinion that we have not accepted. He writes three times that the Silal only permit it if the Malacha begins on Arab Shabbos and continues into Shabbos, but to set up a system, I don't know what the Ramam visualized, to set up a system like a Shabbos clock that the lights will go on in the middle of Shabbos, even the Silal would, would agree with the Beishamai that that is not permissible. So the issue was raised all over again. Now that Professor Asaf published this manuscript, so the Rambam says, like the minority opinion, should we answer Shabbos clocks? So the Rabbanim discussed it in Eretz Yisrael, and they decided that since this manuscript that the Rambam was missing for so many centuries, and, uh, and the issue was already debated, and it was voted L'Hakel, the majority of the Rabbanim said L'Kula, so we're going to leave it like that. Rabbi Zevin, uh, used to write for Hatzofeh. Hatzofeh doesn't exist anymore. It used to be uh, the Mizrahi had a newspaper in Eretz on Hebrew, and he used to write a book review every week in Hatzofeh on a different sefer. 
every week he would write a book from Yon and and once in a while he would write an essay on a, on a fascinating halacha topic and he collected all of the essays in three volumes of Sofrim and Svarim um, and then he collected the other essays in the volume that's called the Or HaHalacha very fascinating all the book reviews are very fascinating to the best of my knowledge these three volumes were never reprinted Sofrim and Svarim my father, Zechariah uh, Lebracha, bought copies when it first came out. I don't think they were ever reprinted because in many of the... I'm guessing the reason why he decided never to reprint it because many of the book reviews, he attacks the Sefer. He says, the author forget a Mishnah, forget a Din and Shulchan Rachel, forget a and forget a Nainig Yantav. And maybe he had Charata, why he reprinted it. He published it in the book review in the newspaper and then he reprinted it. Maybe he backed out, maybe he felt it's not right. Anyway, each book review is fascinating. Like Rav Zevin, unbelievably fascinating. So he writes up this whole story that the, the accepted opinion was that it's mutter even to set up a system on Arab Shabbos where the Malacha is going to begin in the middle of Shabbos. Rav Moshe Feinstein has a chuga where he writes about Shabbos clocks. So he writes, we live in a generation that if you, if you really set up, uh, you can really set up a Shabbos clock to run business as usual. You can, you can run all of your, you can do all the malachas you want, set up everything on Arab Shabbos and everything will continue to, to take place into Shabbos. So he thinks, he writes that he thinks that if the Tanoim would live in our generation, they would have prohibited all these Shabbos clocks. They didn't uh, prohibit them. And he says, it's accepted, L'Hokel, that you're allowed to set up the Shabbos clock, to turn on the lights on Shabbos morning. But he thinks that uh, the Minik L'Hokel is only with respect to lights, because that uh, enhances the quote Shabbos. You don't want it to be dark in the house. How does that enhance quote Shabbos? He doesn't explain. Leave the light on the whole Shabbos. Why do you have to turn off the lights on Friday night, turn them back on on Shabbos morning? Leave the lights on the whole Shabbos. He doesn't explain himself, either because the Jews couldn't afford that. It would be too expensive. So the alternative would be to leave the lights off the whole Shabbos. I remember there was a period of time that my parents, my family, lived in Philadelphia. And the day school in Philadelphia only went to the fifth grade. And those parents who wanted Torah education for their children had to send them out of town. So uh, most of the boys were sent, most of the children were sent to uh, Baltimore. And uh, my parents sent me to New York because my grandparents, my mother's parents, lived in New York. I stayed by my grandparents for a while. I don't remember how many years. And my grandparents were very poor people. And my grandmother benchlicht, and that was it. Just the candles were on. There was a little light in the bathroom, and the lights were not on in the house. And uh, on Shabbos morning, if you, Shabbos in the daytime, if you wanted to read a sefer, you had to sit by the window. And if it was cloudy outside, it was raining outside, you can hardly read. You can hardly see anything. It was dark in the house. They couldn't afford to leave the lights on the whole Shabbos. So I don't know if you use a Shabbos clock and the lights go off. I, I don't know exactly if you really save money, but at least the people thought that you're saving money. Could be they don't save money, but at least they thought that they were saving money. So um, Rabbi Moshe writes that in his Kotchab. Either that's what he means, or perhaps what he meant was... We used to have this issue. We had nine children in one apartment and the children were sleeping all over the place. There were, there were beds all over in the hallways and everything. And then in the morning we had to take the beds out. 
So it could be their emotion meant that someone's going to sleep in the dining room. So you have to have the lights go off at night. After, after you finish benching, they won't be able to sleep in the room. So maybe that's what he meant, that uh, you can't leave on the lights the whole Shabbos. And leaving, leaving the lights on the Shabbos clock, have the lights go out on Friday night, go back on on Shabbos morning. This enhances, quote, Shabbos. You'll have the lights on in the room. Rabbi Moshe was an old man by the time he got air conditioning. So he considered air conditioning a luxury. He said you can live without air conditioning. The people from the younger generation can't visualize how anybody survived all the generations without air conditioning. We, can't, we don't know how you can function with that. So Moshe says he doesn't think it's right to set up an air conditioner on the Shabbos clock. That doesn't really enhance quote Shabbos. You can survive very well without air conditioning. Today we would say, the Rabbi, the air conditioning certainly does enhance quote Shabbos. So Rab Moshe recommends like that. He, Rab Moshe doesn't quote this Chuvah Saramam. Apparently he wasn't aware of it. But he writes on his own. He thinks that even though the Minig HaMakubal, the accepted practice was that people would use a Shabbos clock to turn off the lights Friday night and turn the lights back on Shabbos morning. He said that's as far as it goes. You really shouldn't use a Shabbos clock to do, let's say there's a football game on TV and you want to have your VCR to make a, a movie on TV, uh, some a documentary, whatever, and you want to make a copy of it, and the TV is in the basement, no one's going to hear the click, no one's going to see anything. So he thinks that that's not proper, that's a malach of ksiva, to make a copy of the movie of, it, uh, of the football game, is a malach of kosev. Kosev doesn't only apply if you write words, if you draw a picture, it's also ksiva. So he says, uh, Ramosha thinks that that's not proper. To do such a thing is not proper. I remember once uh, in the yeshiva, every week we alternate. Uh, there's a different Rebbe speaks in the yeshiva every Friday night. So I remember once it was my turn. So I stayed, uh, we ate in the yeshiva and we spoke and it was a long tish. And then by the time we walked out of the, out of the uh, dormitory, it was a quarter to twelve at night, uh, twelve o'clock is up, and so as we walked out of the dormitory, the sprinkler system went on. Middle of the night, at a quarter to twelve. They set up, the people didn't turn it on, it was on a shop's clock. The sprinkler system went on in the middle of Shabbos. So I sent a note to Dr. Lamb, how are you talking, is that right? To set up the system, so he got all upset, how could they do that? Malachas HaKarka, it's more Chomer than other Malachas. He gave instructions they should discontinue that. If you want to use a sprinkler system, you should have to start before Shabbos. You shouldn't set it up in such a way that it begins in the middle of Shabbos. He felt that that was terrible. A lot of people have, I saw in their homes, um, they have photographs of their children, their grandchildren, Simchas and so on. So they enjoy looking at the photographs. So they have a system where uh, every half a minute they have a, um, a screen and every half a minute a different picture appears on the screen. So they set up to, to the Malach of Ksiva doesn't only apply if you write words, if you draw a picture, the Ramam writes that it's also Ksiva. There is an opinion in Shulchan Aruch, but that's not the accepted opinion. There is an opinion in Shulchan Aruch, which the Mishnah Bura says uh, the Shulchan Aruch should not have quoted it's such a ridiculous opinion, and the Aruch HaShulchan writes, he thinks that it's a forgery, he thinks that the Shulchan Aruch didn't write it, the printers put it in, that one is only in violation of Ksiva if you write in Ksav Ashuris, in the script of the Sefer Torah, 
or if you write then Yibamis in Greek because the Mishnah Megillah says you can only write a Sefer Torah in Ksavashuris on Yibamis you write in any other script it's not considered so there's an opinion that if you write in English or you write in Hebrew the way we write script that's only a Malacham Adirabam so the Mishnah Purah says that's a ridiculous opinion it should never have been quoted we don't follow that opinion we hold Allah like the Ramam that if you draw a picture it's also Ksiv he set up a system that on Shabbos the photograph keeps on changing. This screen keeps on showing it. So you set up a system on Arab Shabbos. The Ksiva begins in the middle of Shabbos. According to this Rambam in his commentary on Masech Shabbos, that's not proper, that's not permissible. A lot of people have, uh, for security purposes, uh, they have a um, system where whoever stands in front of the door knocks on the door. So you can look in your kitchen and you can see a picture of the person who's standing outside. So if you stand in front of a mirror and you see your reflection in the mirror, that's not considered making, that's not ksiva. You're not making a new picture in the mirror, it's just a reflection. A reflection is not ksiva, but if you're standing outside and you see an image in the kitchen, that's not a reflection, that's mamish ksiva. So when someone walks up in front of the door and he knows that his image will appear, his face or his whole body will appear inside on the screen the one who walks in front of the door is in violation of Ksiva so if you don't know, if a person didn't know so that's called Masasek, that's not called the Malacha, but if you know in advance that you have such a system then when you walk in front of the door and you start waving, you're doing Ksiva on Shabbos that's really not right, once you turn it off once you turn off the whole system uh, on Erev Shabbos it wouldn't be a Malacha derais of Ksiva because uh, Ksiva is only Malachev, his Ksav Shal Kayama, but uh, still, it's, it's not proper. Um, for security purposes now, there's such, uh, there are cameras by the Kosla Maravi. When you walk in New York, uh, wherever you walk, that's uh, the police catch all the gun of him. Wherever you walk, there are videos taking pictures of everybody walking around. Um, so the Shaila was uh, when they first instituted these um, video cameras by the Kaisla Maravi uh, there's a seven hour difference so we can look on on, uh, on the internet if you look at the right uh, website we can see people that we recognize davening by the Kaisla Maravi Friday night by us at Sarah Shabbos we can see them so the question is are they permitted to walk by the Kaisla Maravi they know that the image is going to appear on the internet in New York City says doing Ksivan when they walk by the Kaislam we say you really shouldn't walk there so we're Mekel on that we're Mekel on that why is that? so the cooler runs as follows there is a Mishnah in Masech Shabbos uh, where the Mishnah says that if a person if a wild animal ran into my home and I want to trap the animal, and I close the door in order to trap the animal, that's a malacha of tzedah. Even though I didn't handle the animal with my own hands, I locked the door, I locked the windows, I didn't touch the animal, but that's my interest in closing the windows, closing the door to trap the animal, so I violate tzedah. But the Mishnah has, what happens, a person locks the door, he goes to Shul Shabbos money, he locks the door in order that the Ganov shouldn't steal his silver or his furniture in the house, and then it turns out that a, a deer, a wild animal, was trapped uh, in the building. So the Mishnah says that that's not a malacha. That's not a malacha. Why is that not a malacha? The one can learn shot in the Mishnah, it's not a malacha. He didn't realize that an animal is being trapped. 
So the Rajbo comments on that Gemara that even if he knows that an animal is being trapped, it's permissible. And then he adds on, and even if he's interested in trapping the animal, interest in trapping the animal, so the Rajbo said, he quotes a passage from the Talmud Yerushalmi, which he claims says the following, that if his main interest really is to protect his furniture, he's locking the door so Ganov won't be able to steal his silverware. And he has as a secondary interest to trap the animal, so that's permissible. So the Ran, and his commentary on the Rif, on that Mishnah in the end of Masech HaShabbos, quotes this Rajbo, and he said, that's utterly ridiculous. He has an intention to trap the animal. His main intention is to protect his silver, but to protect the house. Ganov shouldn't steal it. And the secondary interest is to trap the animal. So that's a Malacha Deraisa. He's doing Tzedah. So he can't accept that Rajbo. That's a, there can't be such a Yerushalmi. He can't be. But he disagrees on the first passage in the, in the Rajbo also. The first step. Even if he's not interested at all in trapping the animal. He knows that by closing the door to protect his silverware, the animal will be trapped. So that's a psikreshe. He's doing a Dover Hamutar. You're permitted to lock the door to your house to protect your belongings. He's doing a Dabra Muta, but he knows that uh, by locking the door, he's also trapping the animal. So that's what we call a psikration. So the Rantain is true, he's not really interested in trapping the animal, so we would call this a psikration. He doesn't care one way or the other whether the animal will be trapped. His only interest really is in protecting his belongings. So that's a famous dispute between the Oruch and the Bali Hatesis, where the psikration is permissible or not. So, you, so the Ran says you really shouldn't get involved. You're not allowed to do that. Um, how do we pass in halachalamaisam? So, uh, about a year and a half ago, someone called me up on the phone. I don't know who it is. Maybe he lives in this community. He tells me his children are both married, and two children are married. They live in a different community, a different village in New Jersey. And, uh, and he's he can't visit his children on Shabbos. His children are Mechal Shabbos. Why are they Mechal Shabbos? The local rabbi told the Balabatim that there's no need to unscrew the bulb in the refrigerator, even though the light goes on, because Rabbi Soloveitchik said, everybody pins all the blame on Rabbi Soloveitchik now, but he passed away, so you can claim whatever you want in his, in his name. Rabbi Soloveitchik said that we passed consecration to his mutter, so you can leave the bulb on in the refrigerator, you can open the door, close the door, do whatever you want. So he says, it's ridiculous. He says he can't visit his children on Shabbat. He can't take his children on the Chal Shabbat. How can the rabbi say such a thing? So I assured him that Rabbi Salvechik never said it. Rabbi Salvechik said, if you got stuck and you forgot to unscrew the bulb in the refrigerator and all the food is in the refrigerator, what are you going to do? You're going to fast time. You're going to have to go knock on the next door neighbor's door to borrow. If you have an Arab, you're going to take food for the next door neighbor. So Rabbi Salvechik said, you can kvesh oisa heter. He said, close your eyes and open the door to the refrigerator and tap on what's there in the refrigerator and take out whatever you need. Even though the light goes on, it's a psikreshe, the lo nichalei, and it's a big shasatrak like that. There's room to be mekel, to be lenient, like the opinion of the oruch. The psikreshe lo nichalei is muta. But he didn't say, l'chatchili do like that. L'chatchili we certainly avoid relying on that opinion. It's a dispute. The Balei say that it's not permissible. Balei say it's forbidden. This is a Chiddush of the Oroch. We are Ashkenazim. The Oroch was not an Ashkenazim. The Oroch lived in Rome. 
So we usually follow the baliatosis. Even if you hold up secretion, lanichale is muta, but it's not muta lachatchil. You have to try to avoid it. So this is um, what the ran tainas that if if you're locking the door in order to protect your belongings, ganovim shouldn't come and steal anything. But you know in advance that an animal is getting trapped. But you're not really interested. It's neither here nor there. You don't. You're not at all interested. You would rather not have the animal trapped in. You would rather have the animal leave. You don't want the animal trapped in your house. So it's a psigration. So the Ran says, that's a makhloikah, so you should avoid that too. So the, uh, many of the later poskim, the Yishuas Yankif and Abdi Nezer and Rabbi Chonavasim and several others write that there's room to be make on that, that this is really better than a psigration. Psigration is when a person is actually doing the malacha diadaim, he's doing a pula amutar, he's doing something that's permissible, and he knows that it's going to bring about a malacha. Here the fellow's not doing anything diadaim. He's locking the door, the animal gets trapped by itself. When I lock the door and close the windows, intending to trap the animal, then the closing of the door relates to the animal. But if I'm not handling the animal, I'm locking the door because I want to protect my belongings, I want to protect the silver. I'm not interested in having the locking of the door relate to the animal, so the Zoom target the point and say that this is better than psikreshul anichlus. So several of the big achreinim say there's room to be made. So that's what the rabbanim and Eretz Yisrael rely on. That's what we're all relying on. They go to the kaisel marabi on Shabbos. They know that they're being videoed. Whoever stands by the kaisel marabi all week long, it's always being videoed. When we walk in the streets, wherever you walk in New York, you're also being videoed. That's how the police catch all the ganavim. People are always being videoed, but we're not interested in the whole thing. And, and we're not doing it via dying. We're, we're walking, minding our own business, and then, uh, let's say, uh, the lights of the neighbor go on. When you walk by, there's a, there's a sensor, and whoever walks by, so malacha is going to occur. You're not interested in the whole thing. So the Rantaka says it's not permissible. The Ran says that's a psikreshul lo nichle, so you should avoid it. But if there's no way to avoid it, then these gedolachrenim say there's really room to be mekel. It's better than a psikreshul lo nichle, because you're not doing it via dying. There is a din midirabanan. There's a din in Torah. One is not permitted to cook food on Shabbos. That's a malacha mevasha. You're not allowed to cook food. You're not allowed to bake uh, food. Uh, what if you have fully cooked food in the refrigerator? You take it out and you put it back on top of the fire. So in Torah, that's permissible because we say in Bishol HaBishol, but in the Rabbanon, we don't permit it. That's what we call HaChazor, to return something back on top of the fire, even though in Bishol HaBishol, but it's prohibited in the Rabbanon. In Shulchan Aruch, the accepted opinion is that to put soup back on top of the fire uh, is not permissible. Or to, let's say you have a kettle of water that was cooked and, you, and then fully cooked, you put it in the refrigerator, then you take the water back and you put it back on top of the fire. So water, water, of course, bishol bishol. There's nothing left in the original bishol. If you have raw chicken or raw potatoes and you cooked it, so it's fully cooked already, so you put it back on top of the fire, just reheating it. That's not called bishol. Bishol means you take raw food, you make it edible. But bishol by liquid, bishol by beverages or by liquid, the whole essence of the malacha is to heat it up to make a yatsalatis. So if it cooled down, then you put it back on, that'll be bishul deraisa. By soup, it's a makhloikas, because after you cook the soup and you put it in the refrigerator, it doesn't revert back to become 
plain water and plain vegetables. It's still soup. It still tastes delicious. So they basically, by soup, we really hold day bishol, bishol, it's only a chumrah. We treat the soup as if it would have been water, and we say also, yesh bishol, bishol. By water, for sure, is bishol, bishol. So let's say you're talking about the potatoes, talking about chicken, talking about flesh, that minatur is cooked already, your name bishol, bishol. But with the rabbanon, you're not permitted to put it back on top of the fire. A lot of people make a mistake, they think if you have a blech, and the fire is covered, so then you can do whatever you want. That's not correct. Not because you don't see the fire, therefore whatever you do, you can't take a kettle of cold water and put it on top of the blech because the fire is covered. A lot of uh, European people think like that. There's no such hatter. The fire is covered, so what? You're still doing bishon. If you have a blech and the food was there from before Shabbos, a long story, so then uh, you took off the kettles and then you're holding on to the kettle of water, you're permitted to put it back on top of the fire. But just because the fire is covered doesn't uh, give you permission to cook food on Shabbos. So there's a big dispute in the commentaries on the Gemara. Why did the rabbis prohibit bishalah habishol by hachazara? To reheat the chicken or to reheat the, the vegetables. So the Mishnah Bura quotes that there are two opinions. So one opinion is that it's, permiss- it's prohibited medirabanan because a bishol, even though in Torah and bishol habishol medirabanan, once you reheat it just like by water, if you, re- if you cooked up the water and then it cooled down, then you put it back on top of the fire. That's mamish bishalah habishol because it's, it's cold water now. When you cook back, the definition of bishol by water is when you make a yatzalez. And now it's room temperature. Put it back on top of the fire. It's bishalah habishol in So in the Rabbana they said, even on potatoes and even on chicken and on meat, yesh bishalah habishol in the And others say that that's not the reason why it's prohibited. No, ain bishalah habishol even in the Rabbana. The reason why the rabbis prohibited hachazar because shem yechat habigacholim. Just like if you leave food, there's a din of shehiyah. If you leave raw food on the fire on Erev Shabbos without a blech, that's not permissible. Why not? But the base Hillel say you're permitted to set up a sprinkler system on Erev Shabbos and, and it keeps on sp- uh, watering the lawn on Shabbos and they permit you to put the raw, the wool into the vat of dye and it starts to absorb the dye on Erev Shabbos and it continues to absorb into Shabbos. It's permissible as long as the malacha began on Erev Shabbos. It's permissible to leave it like that. So what's wrong over here? You put up the raw food on top of the fire on Erev Shabbos. begins to cook on Erev Shabbos. continues to cook into Shabbos. So this is the exception to the rule because the Gemara says Jews enjoy eating food. And we're afraid that on a Friday night the person, the balabasta, may be concerned that the food won't be ready for Leil Shabbos. So we're concerned in the days of the Tanoim. They didn't have stoves, fancy stoves like we have. So they may, we're afraid they may poke around in the coals. And if they poke around in the coals, it's not an Yisra Bishon. We're afraid that if you poke in the coals, so some of the coals which are now orange will become black, and that's called Mechabe, and some of the coals which are now black will turn red or orange, that's Mavir. So we're afraid, one who pokes around in the coals, will be in violation of a double, two Malochas, a violation of Mechabe and Mavir. So the same today, if you have, uh, uh, if you left raw food on the fire on Erev Shabbos, we're afraid Shem That's the reason for the prohibition of Shehia, to leave raw food on the fire without a blech. If you have a blech, that's going to remind you not to fool around with the fire. So the uh, other opinion in the Rishonim is that you're not permitted to take fully cooked food, put it back on top of the fire. On Shabbos, you may come to the realization in the middle of Shabbos that the fire is too high, the fire is too low. 
So you may forget that it's Shabbos and you may be mechat you may cause either kibuy or havar, you may make the fire higher or lower, so that'll be a violation of mechabu or So this is a dispute, and Mishnaburah starts off the essay. It's a difference of opinion why the rabbis prohibited putting back fully cooked food on top of the fire, but halachalamaisa, bottom line, how do we paskin? We paskin that it's shem yechata. We don't paskin that it's bisha, we paskin shem yechata, it's gzera. So there's a basic difference between malochas and gzeras. If something is a malochah, you can only violate a malochah on Shabbos, whether it's a malochah menatah or a malochah menatah, it's only a violation of a malochah if you do a maisa malochah. If you, do, if you violate a malochah b'shev al-tasa without any activity at all, that's not a violation of malochah. That's a person thinks, and by thinking he causes a malochah to occur. So you're not in violation of any malochah. We'll soon talk a little bit about that. We'll elaborate a little bit about that. So in order, so if I, if I, in order to violate a malacha, whether there I said there are you have to do a ma'isa malacha. But uh, in order to violate gzeris, it depends how the chachamim formulated gzeris. Sometimes a gzeris can be violated, even mishav al tasa. It depends how they formulate it. Take for example, if you leave raw food on the fire on Arab Shabbos without a blech. So you didn't do anything wrong when you put the raw food on the fire. When Shabbos enters and your food is on the fire and there is no blech, when Shabbos enters, you're, you're passive. You're not doing anything. That's when you violate the Easter of Shahia, leaving the food on the fire. When you put it on Arab Shabbos, half an hour before Shkia, you didn't violate anything. When Shabbos enters and your food is on the fire, then you're in violation of this Gezer de Rabbanon of Shem so that's a question, since we paskin la'alocha, the Ramah paskin la'alocha, that ha'chazorah, to reheat food on Shabbos, is not really a prohibition of mevashal, even with the Rabbana, because it's exerish So the Chazanish raises the possibility, maybe one can be in violation of ha'chazorah, even if he doesn't lift a finger on, it, on Shabbos. Let's say he set up the system where uh, the, the, on a Shabbos clock, the, f- the fire, the element will go on on Shabbos morning and it'll cook him a, c- a cup of coffee. He doesn't lift a finger on Shabbos. He set up the system on Arab Shabbos that the fire is going to go on and the coffee is going to get cooked. So the Chazanish raises the possibility. He talks about this in two different places in the safe. In one place he raises the possibility that this could be a violation of, of HaChazorah. Even though you're not doing anything, it could be that one can violate HaChazorah even Bishavi al Tasa. So um, it's really not right that uh, people, people do this. Um, this halacha, that one cannot violate a malacha Bishavi al Tasa, it's only, it's only considered a malacha if you do something, a maisa malacha. So the question is, what if a person does a malacha by talking? Let's say he says, Alexa, turn on the lights. Alexa, turn off the lights. So he does dibur, but the dibur brings about a result. A malacha occurs. So that's a gemara. The gemara is not talking about hilchas shabbos. The gemara is talking about malchus. In order for a person, the chumash says that if a person does an avera and he's a rasha, the bezna attains v'hayam bin hakos a rasha. If a person is established as a rasha, so the bezna will give him malchus. So what type of an avera does he have to violate? So the gemara says it should be. Thank you very much. So if a person violates 
an Avera that's similar to Lo Sachsam Shor Bedishai. We have a din of a Hekish. Whenever you have two dinim written in the same Pasuk, we assume that there's a connection between the two. What if you have dinim, two dinim written and two psukim that are next to each other? So that's a big machlekes. That's called smuchim. That's not a hekesh. That's called smuchim. One pasuk next to the other. So that's a machlekes. Whether that's from the midrash atar and the dreshes, man, the accepted opinion and the gemara is that on chumish bereishes through b'midvah we do not darshan smuchim and chumish devarim. The gemara gives a whole explanation why we do darshan smuchim. We have many, 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 many famous dinim that are based on smuchim and chumish devarim. And Mishnah Tur. One of the very famous dinim is Malkus. You only give Malkus to the one who violated an Aver that's similar to the Saksam Shabbadisha because these two, not to muzzle an animal once doing work with food, because these two psukim are one next to the other. Vahoyon bin HaKoysa Rosha is right next to the Pasuk of the Saksam Shabbadisha. So, what's the definition of an Aver that's similar to the Saksam Shabbadisha? So, you have a whole parak, the third parak, and Makase Lehena Loikin. The Gemara says that we um, dispute and we pass and it has to be a lav sheish ba'maisa. Lav sheish you don't get malchus. So the Gemara says, what if a person violates t'mura? He has a carbon which he set aside and he decides he wants to give a nicer carbon, bitter, bigger and better carbon. So he says, harezu tachazu. He wants to replace the carbon with a behemoth kulin. He wants the carbon to be oitzah You can't do that. It, it doesn't take effect. The hegdish is not going to be oitzah he thinks he's going to pull off this stunt. So if a person says, Harezu Tachazu, that's an Avera. It says in the Chumash, Loyach Lifeinu Veloyam Arosa Tobara or Rabatob, whether his intention is, Lushem Shemain, he wants to give a bigger and a better and a fatter carbon, or he wants to save himself money. Let's say the carbon that he set aside is worth $2,000. He wants to substitute it with an animal that's worth $1,000. He wants to save himself $1,000. So whether he meant Latoyva or to save money or to, or to donate a bigger carbon, Torah says you're not allowed to do it, and whoever does Tmura gets Malkus. So the Gemara said, shouldn't it be a Lav Shem Amaisa? He violated the Aver of Tmura by talking, and Dibur is called Lav Shem Amaisa. So the Gemara says, no, it's not Lav Shem Amaisa. Since Dibur, Maisa, by talking, he brought about a result, and the Tmura took effect, the Tmura was Chal, that's called a Lav Sheish Bamaisa. So that's what the post can say. If I do Dibur, I say, Alexa, turn on the lights. Alexa, turn on the air conditioner. And the air conditioner goes on, the lights go on. So since my Dibur brought about a result, that's considered Yeshba Maisa. So that's considered Chilu Shabbos with a Maisa. Um, a little more expensive system will be able to accomplish not only if you do the Dibur, but if I'll be thinking. I'm thinking I want the lights to go on. So now it's a little bit science fiction, but, uh, but uh, they have these things. Um, the pilots in the Air Force, they've had this for, for a long time already, when they're busy uh, dropping bombs, so they want to hold their hands on the, uh, what do you call it, on the wheel, on the, on the steering wheel, and they want to drop a bomb, so they, don't, they only have two hands, so they don't have a hand to push the button that, the, that they should drop the bomb. So they have a system for a long time already, for over 50 years that I know of, they look at a map, and wherever they look, that's where the bomb is going to drop. They made such a system. So they're going to, it'll assume the institute, all the homes are going to have it. So that's a question if a person thinks, in the machshafta is sabin ma'isa, just by thinking, a balacha will occur, the air conditioner will go on, because he's thinking he wants it to go on. Is that considered, the machshafta is sabin ma'isa, that's called a malacha shi'ej ba'maisa, ain't ba'maisa. 
So it's interesting, the Chofetz Chaim wrote a Sefer Psak Halacha on the Mesichtas of Kochim. We have a riff on Moed, on Brochus, on Moed, on Noshim and Ezekim. We don't have a riff on Kochim. The riff only wrote on those Mesichtas that are Halacha Lamaisim. So the Chofetz Chaim was hoping and praying that the Beis Hamikdash will soon be rebuilt. He was a Koyim and he wanted very much to be Makar Kabbanis. And uh, so he wrote an imitation riff, it's called Likuti Halochas. The riff is called Hilchus Harab Alphas, and the, the Chavetz Chaim is called Likuti Halochas. Didn't want anybody to think that it's the riff, and it's printed in such a way it doesn't look like the riff. And he has his commentary on the bottom of the page, Halochah Lamaisa. So at the end of the first volume of the, the three volumes, the end of the first volume of the Likuti Halochas, the Chavetz Chaim published a Dvartara from his son Avraham, who died at, a, at something, the age of 20. It was a budding Tamat Chachem. He printed just, he printed a short letter, only less than one page, to memorialize his son. He had a son who passed away, had more to say, but he printed one letter. So the letter is about this topic. And the son quotes a Shitim Kubetzus on Tmure from one of the Rishanim who makes this distinction. If you do Dibur, if you make Tmure the Dibur, then I say, Bidibur is Sabbat Maisa. If it brought about a result, then the Dibur is called Yeshba Maisa, you get Malchus. And Hilcha Shabbos would also be called Yeshba Maise. It would be called the Malacha Bikum Le'asei. But if the person has Machshave, and through the Machshave brings about a result, so the Shittim Kobetzis says, you don't say Machshavte Sabbat Maise, it's called Yeshba Maise. So strictly speaking, we should really say that if, a per- if you have such a system in the house and the person thinks he wants the air conditioning to go on, wants the light to go off or whatever, and that causes the result to really be Mutter, so some of the Rabbanim of our generation recommended we really shouldn't follow that Kula because in another couple of years every other house is going to have this system. So people are going to be turning on the light, turning on the air conditioner, it's going to be mamish business as usual. All the houses are going to be uh, with this, that uh, people will just think, now hardly anybody has it, but it's only going to be every other house is going to have like that. So some of the Rabbanim said it's not a smart idea to be mefars in this hefta because uh, it'll just turn out that won't be any shmir Shabbos at all. But strictly speaking, it really should be muta. Yeah, if a person speaks on Shabbos, years ago they didn't have tapes, they used to make a record. So if a person speaks on Shabbos and makes a record, so that's some kind of a malacha. What kind of a malacha is it? So one who wrote about it to Sholemesha, writes in his Sefer, Sholemesha lived in a 1850s. So he thinks that that's ksiva midirabbanan. Real ksiva is if you write something, you draw a picture and you can see it. When you make a, you cut a tape or you speak on a, on a you, 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 make, you cut a record or you cut a tape, you can't see anything, but if you play it, it'll say a whole bunch of words, it'll give you a song and a dance. It'll give you a whole niggin. So the Mishra thinks that that's ksiva midirabbanan. Shalom Zalman Reibach quotes this in one of his svarim. And he writes, he doesn't understand why the Sholem said that it's Ksiva de Rabbana. He should have said that it's Makaba Patish de Raisa because before you had a blank tape that doesn't accomplish anything. And now you put on the tape, it gives you a whole song and it then gives you a whole lecture. So isn't that a Makaba Patish de Raisa? Interesting. Maybe, yeah, maybe no, but uh, it's at least Ksiva de Rabbana. So that's an issue. Um, if you have a new refrigerator, a lot of people, every other person has a new refrigerator. So the new refrigerators are always recording how many times you open up the door all week long. 
and it's recording it so that after you open up the door 20 times the, uh, an element will go on t- to make sure that any ice that developed uh, will melt so you won't have to defrost your freezer it's uh, such a job to, when the freezer is all frozen over and it's full of ice it's, it's a major job to defrost it so now you don't have to all the expensive all the new refrigerators cost a few extra dollars because they have this built in some of the refrigerators have it my refrigerator has it that every single time you open up the refrigerator forget about the freezer every time you open the refrigerator right away an element goes on to warm it up a little bit to make sure that uh, it won't develop any frost and other, and other refrigerators will record how many times you open up the door and then after 20 times or something like that then it will cause this uh, defrosted to start functioning so that's really a problem by your opening your refrigerator you're causing the element to go on on Shabbos or by your opening the refrigerator you're causing it to be recorded you're doing how many times so you have to find out what kind of refrigerator you have all the modern refrigerators are like that so there's, uh, they have contraptions now they have systems where the uh, it's a nuisance where the whole refrigerator is on a Shabbos mode and uh, the refrigerator the whole thing will turn off Every, every seven minutes and turn back on every seven minutes you have a red light and a green light and you can only open the refrigerator when the green light is on well, you have to have something like that there are better systems that's the old solution there are better solutions now but you really have a problem over here you really have a problem over here now they have uh, sensors that when people walk into the room the lights will go on so by you walking into the room, you're causing the lights to go out. So that you have to turn off. Uh, it's, you should have a Shabbos mode. You should be able to turn it off before Shabbos to solve your whole problem. Or they have a sensor when the when it's when it becomes dark in the apartment, then the lights go on. So let's say it's not dark in the apartment. It's nighttime, but uh, the door is open and the light is shining from one room into the other. So you so you if you close the door and the light is no longer shining in the other room by closing the door you make it dark then the light then the light's going to go on in the other room so you're causing the light to go on on Shabbos so that's Mamashep secretion so you have to be careful about that the Chazanish was of the opinion that um, basically his opinion on this matter was not accepted most of the Rabban did not accept it they felt that it was a little bit too exaggerated that whenever you complete a circuit and, uh, and by completing the circuit this puts the system in motion let's say I plug, I put, I plug in my uh, air conditioner or I plug in my refrigerator and now the air conditioner starts to function or the fan or the refrigerator starts to function so what, what did I violate? so the Chazanish was of the opinion that that's a malacha deraisa what malacha deraisa did you violate? he's not sure but he felt intuitively that there's a malacha derais. It's usually assumed that it is a malacha, a makabapatish, but it's only malacha medrabbanon, because you set a system in motion. This is based on the Ran's interpretation and the Gemara in Ksubis, of all places. Masech HaShab is such a big Masech that has 24 chapters, but all the dinam of Masech Shab do not appear in Masech Shabbos, you have to know a little bit in Sanhedrin, you have to know a little bit in Ksudis some of the dinam are found in other Masechtas, that's what the Gemara calls Mimerchak Tovi Lachma 
in order to pass in the Shabbos and Hilchah Shabbos, it's not sufficient that you know the 24 chapters of Masechah Shabbos. Got to know the rest of Shabbos also. There's always some hidden Gemara somewhere else that you have to study. So there is a Gemara in Ksubis. The Gemara talks about how to drain pipe to to see to it that all the water that collects on the roof should not make a leak in the roof. So the roofs were tilted a little bit, and there'll be a drain pipe. So the drain pipe got clogged up because the leaves fall in and the twigs fall in. And, and the water is going to cause a leak in the roof. It's going to start leaking and ruin all, ruin all the furniture and the carpet upstairs, uh, in, in the upstairs room. So the Gemara says in Ksubis, uh, there's some kind of a malacha involved by clearing the drain pipe to have the water drain down. So the Gemara says, because there's a hefzit involved, it's going to ruin the whole uh, building so you can push it down with your foot. If you do the malacha the rabbana kalacha yad, then it's a shvuz the shvuz, so shvuz the shvuz mamokam hefzid is mutna. What's the malacha? What malacha are you doing that you have to do it kalacha yad? So the Ran, when the Rif quotes this, the Rif took the Gemara and Ksubis and put it in Masech Shabbos where it belonged in the first place. So the, when the Ran comments on that Gemara that the Rif quotes in Masech Shabbos, so the Ran writes, that's a malacha makabah patish, midirabonim. If you, if you set up a system that something starts functioning, even though you didn't do any malacha, that itself is a malacha ma'akabapatish marabban. So that's what we usually assume. If you, if you push the elevator button, and now the elevator is going to go up or down or whatever, or you, or you, plug, in, uh, you plug in the refrigerator, or you plug in the air conditioner, or the fan, or something like that, we assume that that's a ma'akabapatish marabban. So because we assume it's only with the Rabbanon, so let's say we, we would pass an Amir al-Nachri to ask an Anjou to do an Isa the Rabbanon, that's what we call the Shvuz the Shvuz, the double the Rabbanon, is Mutah B'Makam Mitzvah, Mutah B'Makam Hefzid Merubah. So let's say I have to go visit someone who lives on the 10th floor. So I have to climb up 10 flights. So if there's a non-Jewish elevator man, so we would be makal that you that it would be to climb up, but uh, it's a tirchet to climb up 10 flights on Shabbos. So uh, we would be lenient to say you can ask the non-Jew to take you in the elevator, to move into such a building in the first place, to rely on the school at Shabbos week after week, that's not right. is an emergency hat. If you get stuck once in a long while, you're makel. But you can't move into such a building knowing that every single week you're going to have the non-Jew take you up in the elevator. That's not proper. That's not permissible. Question is, a lot of times when you go, let's say, to a hospital, or you go to um, a lot of places like that, when you come close to the door, so uh, the motion sensor picks it up that there's somebody there, and the door's open. So what's wrong with that? There's no malocha involved in opening a door. If there's a motion detector and by walking in the room or just standing there, the lights go on. So you did a malocha of Havara. The lights went on. But, uh, but if I open the door, I'm, I'm permitted to open the door. So what did I do that's so bad over here? Or well, let's say now in a lot of the hospitals, they have a motion detector. When you walk next to the sink, you can't even turn on the faucet. When you walk next to the sink, the water goes on by itself. So in the old system, you turn on the faucet. We, don't, we assume there's no malach in turning on the faucet. But what's wrong if you walk up and there's a motion detector and the faucet goes on by itself? So what did you do? You didn't do any malach. Turn on the faucet. So what's wrong? 
So there's a great guy in Eretz Yisrael, Rabnachum Rabinitz, he's a super genius, he's the Rosh Hashiva at Malay Adumim, he's basically, he's an American, he's from Canada, he was the star student years ago in Eretz Yisrael in Baltimore, a great guy. So he wrote a whole essay where he thinks that this is permissible. He says, you're allowed to open doors on Shabbos, you're allowed to open faucets on Shabbos, even if you walk, the motion detector picks it up and, and you do it, so it's as if, you, uh, as if you open the door by yourself. So what's wrong with opening the door? Uh, I don't think his opinion has yet been accepted. Maybe in the future will be accepted. The question is, why not? Why is he wrong? So it could be that Rabbanim are, uh, are concerned that if you'll, if you'll permit uh, this form of, uh, of an electrical appliance, this will mislead people into thinking that you can use other electrical appliances as well. So this is, uh, this is an issue. The same thing, let's say you have a motion detector on your garbage. So when I, when I wave my hand on the garbage, so the, so the door opens up, the door to the uh, closet where the garbage bag is, the door opens up and the garbage bag comes out. So what's wrong? You're allowed to open up a door. You're allowed to open up a garbage can. So what's the malocha? So that's the same as walking, uh, walking near a door and the door opens up because of the sensor. So according to Rabbi Rabinowitz, that would be permissible, but uh, his opinion has not yet been, uh, been accepted. Some people walk around with um, a smartwatch that records how many calories they burnt up, or records their pulse, or records their sleep cycle. So this is really uh, a Shiloh of Ksiva. It's recording something, maybe it's not Ksiva der because you can't see anything, but it is recorded. So the Shalomesha would say that that's the Ksivim of the Rabbanon. So uh, you really shouldn't do it. The question is if a person really is a Chayla, the doctors say that it's necessary. You've got to figure out, is there room to be Mekel? Uh, for many years, people had normal boiler systems in their apartments. So on Yontif, if you wanted hot water to wash the dishes, so you turn on the hot water and you wash the dishes. Because the boiler was on, and uh, when you empty out all the hot water, then cold water goes into the boiler and the fire is on anyway, so it's going to cook the cold water. Now, in order to save money, who wants the electrical bill that the, the, the heat should be on the whole time? So now, in order to save money, they changed this all over New York, a lot of places. The boiler is not on the whole time. When you want hot water, you turn it on all week long. When you turn on the hot water, the element goes on anyantif. So we assume that that's Molaresh Mechorosh. On Yontif, we permit one to light a candle from an already existing flame. We don't permit one to strike a match. On the level of the rice, it does make a difference whether you strike a match or you light a flame from an already existing flame. That's already there. But when the Rabban and the Chachamim prohibited striking a match, Molaresh Mechorosh is prohibited in the Rabbanon. There is an opinion, the Taz and his commentary on Shulchanah of the opinion. The Moilerech Mechadosh is an Isa der Isa, but his opinion has not been accepted as far as this is concerned. We assume it's only the Rabban. Let's say a person on Leil Yontif, uh, he, made, he made a mistake, and he set the Shabbos clock incorrect, and the lights go out in his home. So what's he going to eat in the dark? In the candles, it's not enough light with the candles. So is he permitted to ask the non-Jewish next-door neighbor to come and turn on the lights on Yontem. So we assume that Moilar Esh Mechodesh is only with the Rabbanon. And to ask a non-Jew is a Shvuz de Shvuz. To ask a non-Jew to turn on the lights on Yontem. Turn on the lights on Shabbos is a Malacha Deraisa. Turn on the lights on Yontem. 
so that we would uh, we would permit we have to open our eyes and uh, be aware of all the changes uh, when you buy a new refrigerator and, and uh, all, all when you move into a new apartment you have to check every single step of the way what, what appliances do you have and you have to see to it that you have a Shabbos mode on your refrigerator and on your uh, security system when the people walk in front of the, the camera to enter your home you have to turn everything off before Shabbos begins you're going to leave all the things on everything is a serious shaila of one malacha or another Complicated, complicated, but life is complicated. So Hilchas uh, Shabbos is a little complicated. There are 39 malachas. you got to be careful not to fall in. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If Shepter agreed, if anyone has a few questions related to, to the topic. Public or private, whatever they want. I'll take it. We'll just take three questions and then we'll uh, we'll have Mara. Are there any first? It's computer writing Siva that you have on your iPhone Paracatilla and Hashem Hashem. When you turn it off, it has the thing that's Hashem. I think the Rabbanim assume that it's permissible, but it's very questionable why it's permissible. The question is a very good question, and the answer is questionable. Good, good question. Ksav Shel Kayama is prohibited midirabana. So this is Ksav if it just appears on the screen just for uh, two seconds. But, but if we never turn the screen on, then we're never going to see it. So if we leave the phone off on Shabbos... Mean, and, and nothing is happening at all. Uh, theoretically, we can turn the screen on. It's recording it in the device. And we can turn the screen on... What is it it's recording it in the device? So, Let's say it's off. No picture. If nothing appears, so there's no ksiva at all. No ksiva at all. Okay. And a shul is an issue. Uh, if one person is afraid that he may be killed by a terrorist, and uh, and he and he thinks that by having security cameras, by having someone carry a gun or whatever, this may save his life. So then, all the people in the shul are mechuyev to do whatever is necessary uh, in order to see to it that no one loses their life. That's called the suffix sakana. But if no one's nervous, then I don't know. In the yeshiva, Yu is a very obvious target. I daven in the yeshiva every day. I'm not nervous. Not on Shabbos. Not on the weekdays. If one person is nervous, then it's called the suffix sakana. Then you're permitted to do whatever is necessary to maintain the security. Is 
You have to find out when the camera is not on. What's happening? What is happening? Nothing is happening at all. What was? But it doesn't appear anywhere. I don't think it's a malach. I don't know. You have to find out some more details. Okay. Thank you so much. Very good.